It's October 28th, and you're listening to the Magnificent Fantasy Football Show. Did that sound weird? I don't know if that sounded weird or not, but it's okay. It sounded weird on my side. Hopefully not your side. You've got Manatee Jackson this fine morning uh, joined for the first time ever in the history of the DFS Magnificent podcast. We've got the master of Zen, your Zensei. He's going to learn us and teach us all the fantasy DFS goods. How's it going today, Zensei? What's up, man? What's up, man? How you feeling? Master Chef Araco's Kitchen here, ready to serve you. Oh, coming in hot, talking that shit. I like it. Let's go. I love it. Yeah, I feel like for the first time, I was thinking it'd be nice. I should like announce everybody who comes on here for the first time like a, a strip club DJ. Just need like, some intro music next time. Did you not hear that intro music? It sounded well, really yours, weird. But I mean, we need some Zensei specific music. That's true. Next That's time. That's true. I agree. You could do like a little so strip club DJ like, hey, creeps, put your hand together for the <laughs> one and only Zinsei. Well, work in progress here. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's take a look at these games. Okay, you don't want to talk poop at all? We'd like to talk poop on this podcast, but we can skip the poop talk if you want. We can just um, dive right we've in. Got, we've got some really good poop stories, but we have a, a really nice slate to get through here, and I know we're crunched a little bit for time, man, so let's get rolling. I totally agree. Let's get right to it. Let's let's get these people the info they need to make that cheddar gouda cheese, and we'll dive right in. And we'll look at the... We got we to gotta do showdown slate for Thursday. I mean... I mean, we got a great matchup here. We got... Uh, you know, everybody's green favorite Green Bay Packers against the red hot Arizona Cardinals. I know the undefeated Cardinals versus the six and one cheeseheads that everybody in the world loves, <laughs> especially podcast listeners for this podcast. They love the Green Bay Packers. A lot of cheeseheads out there. Well, a very interesting thing about this game is the uh, ravaged squad from the COVID bug over at Green Bay. Yeah, and it's it's going to create a whole bunch of excuse bucket stuff so for why they fell the 6 and 2 to the undefeated Cardinals, but it's okay. You know, we'll give it to them. It's at home in Green Bay, so maybe that cancels things out. And we got some very we'll, interesting uh prices here with some of these Green Bay guys as the, I think some of this news came out after these prices, so. Yeah, it makes it kind of tricky to to build a, a right lineup here, but that's why we're going to talk about this. So let's start on the Cardinals side. Obviously, you got to love Kyler Murray. I mean, he's facing this depleted secondary. They still don't have their starting cornerbacks back. Uh, I'd imagine DeAndre Hopkins is back to full health. He's just taking some veteran rest days, has a little hammy issue. But he's just going to destroy these cornerbacks. And really, if I'm looking to to build a lineup, I feel like they are my two safety nets. I do I that? Uh, yeah, I agree completely. I mean, Kyler, Kyler's a one-man show if he wants to be. He just really hasn't had to be this year. I mean, if we're looking at just like any evidence here, Taylor Heineke rushed 10 times for 95 yards last week against Green Bay. If Kyler wants, <laughs> he can go off. But you know, a good it might not mean to. And I, I agree. I think that these receivers could, could really could feast. I'm with you. And Heineke was my my QB that I, that I started last week, and I felt really good about it. It would have been a much better day if that stupid freaking rushing touchdown 
would have been called a rushing touchdown. But hey, we'll, we'll stick to this game. Um, so yeah, I got to like those guys really hard for me to talk myself out of not putting uh, Kyler Murray, Hale Murray in the captain slot. He's just the safest, has the highest ceiling, has the highest floor. Um, obviously, one of his wide receivers could pop. You got to like AJ Green in this lineup, also facing one of those off the street cornerbacks. Uh, Captain Kirk in the slot. Or does he, he doesn't get the Captain Kirk nickname, does he? Um, well, I mean, it's applicable. Okay, fair. We'll give it to him. Uh, he'll he'll definitely eat in the slot. Zach Ertz, I think, has draws a little tougher of a matchup. Uh, their linebacking core is a, a little bit better. Ertz is kind uh, of pulling for that Max Williams role. I mean, he can boom any week, but I mean, he's got a pretty low floor too, I think. I think so too. And with a lot of mouths to feed in this offense, it seems like he has a tougher matchup than the other guys. So I'm, I'm kind of staying away from him in this one. How do you feel about um, James Conner in this game? Man, these backs are hard to figure out. I think, you know, a lot of it's game script dependent, but Conner just keeps falling in the end zone. I mean, I vulturing, vulturing Kyler's goal line carries from last year. So, I mean, <sighs> he might be in the winning lineup, but it's just going to be hard to get there for me. 7,800, it's pretty high price tag for... You know, someone I'm not excited about. I agree. If you want to be that guy and play the spoiler narrative and go for James Conner, then go fuck yourself. I'm sure we'll it. have one or two of those in Rocco's. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, probably will. Good luck with that. And go fuck yourself. We didn't talk about Rondale Moore, the Ant-Man. Um, obviously, that's the wild card. That is fun to throw out there, but only if you're feeling really risky. And I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, I mean, he, he can bust, right? But, I mean, again, we're talking game script. We're saying opportunities. It's hard, to, it's hard to tell. Yep. So, so far, we love, obviously, Hopkins and Kyler. So, we'll flip the script here and go to the depleted. Uh, <laughs> they've got depleted cornerbacks. they got depleted wide receivers, the, the cheese heads. Um, rolling out without uh, freaking... Uh, why can't it Devonte Adams and yep. um and the lizard man Alan Lazard is Valdez Scantling going to be back for this game? I don't know if we know that yet. I think uh, he's going to be a game time. Through, he's working through a hammy, which is not a good sign. I mean, if he's out there, he knows the offense. He's going to get some play, but I mean, we're talking about a guy who like wins with speed, and so if he's working through a hammy, I'm not I'm not really giving this guy a lot of a lot of space in my lineups. That's such a good point, and with how. A man Aquarian, I don't even know. I'm not going to try to say his name. Same <laughs> <Say> Brown? <laughs> yeah. Same Brown has been pretty terrible this year. I'm not going to tr- took, you know, look too hard at him, but Randall Cobb has been playing pretty well. Dude, I think he, Cobb is our free square this week. I agree 100%. I can't think about this lineup without him. So he's a must, a must. 3,600 3, price tag. I mean, he's going to be starting at receiver. You know, Rod- Rodgers is going to be playing from behind. I think this would be a smash spot for Cobb. I agree. The only thing that gives me hesitancy is Byron Murphy is the best cornerback um, for the Cardinals. He's not great above average, but he does line up in the slot a little bit more than he does line up out wide. So I think he might be on him, which also kind of makes me, um, I guess, the only other two targets to really talk about here are Tunyon and uh, Jones. And I think Jones is going to be heavily involved. I think we're going to see him more involved in the passing game without a doubt, but I mean, I think the offense is just going to run through him. So, I mean, I'm thinking this, if it's not Kyler, Aaron Jones looks to be our best captain, captain option this week. 
I agree. So I think I think we're really looking at the same way, especially on this side of the ball. Got to go with Cobb. Um, tons of Funyan. Tunyan could definitely has that touchdown upside. Um, they'll need more targets in this game, and um, Aaron Jones is pretty damn safe. He's going to be involved in the passing game in full PPR and in, uh, in DraftKings. That's uh, that's pretty damn safe. Gotta say. Are we missing anything? Any blind spots that we need to talk about in the showdown matchup, or did we cover all the hits? No, man. I think I think we're there. Yeah, I think uh, Rogers is is certainly going to spread it around more. There's so much concentration on Adams. I mean, he's their goal line back. He gets them up and down the field. Without him tonight, I think we're going to see Rogers really try to spread it around. But I mean, I think we've identified some of these value plays here. Yep, I'm with you there. The only, I guess, the only other thing I'd say is. Um, I haven't had coffee yet, so my brain's not working too well. But um, the the quad father, who's the the backup running back? Um, yeah, AJ Dillon. Yeah, man, it's, just, it's it's hard to tell. I think I think he could he could get a little bit of play, of course, now with some of these other key players out. But I mean, I think it's Jones show all day. I agree. So it's it's kind of up to I guess y'all if you want to squeeze in Aaron Rodgers into that lineup or just kind of target uh, target the target hogs who are going to get the the volume so happy building my friends we at least narrowed it down for you that's um, a pretty thorough run through of the showdown man i think so i think we freaking covered that one so let's let's attack the main slate and we'll kick it off going to atl shouty where the panthers face the, <laughs> the falcons and this one i wish i was kind of looking at over-unders uh, just kind of get a feel for um, what what Vegas is predicting is from a scoring output standpoint. But we're going to start on the Falcons side of the ball with the Falcons facing this tough Carolina Panthers defense. Do they have? Um, God, I keep talking about guys whose names I can't think of when I start talking about them. Shut down cornerback um, Stefan Gilmore. Is he going to be back yet? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have to look at that one. But if we're starting on Atlanta side of the ball, I, I got to instantly point out Kyle Pitts, man. He is coming around. He's that oh rookie, my God. rookie standout that everyone was hoping he would be um, in his last two games. I mean, we've got seven catches, eight targets, 163 yards, nine catches for 10 targets, 119 yards. I mean, th- these are games without touchdowns. If you put a touchdown or two in there, that 6,300 price tag looks, you know, ridiculous. So I think I think Kyle Pitts is is in a real good spot here. Seriously, I mean, he's just been lighting the world on fire. I mean, first of all, versus the Jets before the the bye week, um, that wasn't the London game, was it, or was it the Miami game? Anyway, that was without Calvin Ridley, so they did kind of have to force feed him in that Jets game. Uh, In this Miami game, they got Ridley back. They got Russell Gage back, so it did scare a lot of people away from him just with the you know, the other weapons coming into this offense, but it didn't really phase him. Um, <laughs> no, we're looking at a little bit of a, a depleted Panthers defense here too. They've been hit with some injuries. And so I'm just not sure how they're going to cover these receivers, specifically Pitts. He's just so dynamic. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And it looks like a good matchup for Pitts as well. Yep. Um, I mean, they have some good cornerbacks that can handle. I don't know. Calvin Ridley is really good, but he's just not showing it this year. Maybe he's not 100% healthy. So Gotta love Pitts in this lineup. He is the top-priced uh, tight end, so you do have to spend up for him. But for the most expensive tight end on the slate at sixty-three, that's a bargain. Absolutely. All right. What do you think about Cordero Patterson, man? Do you think that he's got anything left in him, or do you think that that was kind of a flash in the pan earlier this year? I 
I don't know. <laughs> so hard to tell. I mean, it is hard to tell, but I, everything's against him because you got Russell Gage back and you've got Calvin Ridley back and you've got Kyle Pitts emerging. I mean, all that was working in his favor because Pitts was a rookie and he wasn't getting the volume and Gage was hurt and Ridley wasn't fully healthy. So that's they just kind of had to use him. They're like, he's our gadget guy. Let's get creative. And I'm right there with thinking, you. I'm full fading yeah. him at this point. I'm with you, and I think he's over six, so not even yeah. a consideration for me at this point. Definitely not. No, 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 thank you. So we'll flip it. We'll look at Sam. I'm Samantha Darnold um, <laughs> facing this Falcons defense, which has been uh, very exploitable. I don't know if that's a word or not, but they've been getting kind of tossed around, taken advantage of, and I don't know. It looks like... <sighs> I don't know. AJ Terrell, rookie cornerback. He's back and healthy. He's, uh, or sorry, second year pro, but he's, he's having that sophomore leap this year where he is a factor in this defense. So it makes me a little nervous about DJ Moore, but I still think he's one of those guys that can get it done regardless. But Every with week. how Sam Darnold has been playing lately, oh man, it's hard. F- I can't trust it. Oh, I gross. can't trust. No, it's disgusting. I think he and, just got straight bench last week for that uh, arena league <laughs> r- r- running quarterback. I forget his name, but I mean, yeah, PJ. Yep. PJ Walker. Walker. Yeah, yep. that's right. Without McCaffrey, this offense really just, just kind of muddles around. I mean, Anderson has been a huge disappointment this year. They pretty much got to feed DJ more all day. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anderson had, I mean, if we looked it up, I bet he has one of the highest drop rate. And then I felt maybe the most drops in the NFL just in that one game I watched for the first Vikings is yeah, man, disgusting. I think, I think I saw a stat wrapping up last week. He's at like 23% drop rate. It's that's ridiculous. Wow. That's freaking gross. So I know last week there was some buzz about uh, Matt Jaw rule saying uh, they're going to lean on the ground game some more. So I could see them being a little bit more conservative leaning on the ground game. They didn't do that last week and it burned anyone who started Chuba, but I think they're really going to have to stick to that game plan. And this is a defense you can run the ball on. So it makes Chuba very interesting to me. Um, He's only 6K. He's got a plus matchup. He's going to get the volume. He's still got like, I want to say like 80 or 90% of the touches at running back, even though he had a terrible game last week. But this could be one. I mean, he, he has Olympic speed, Zensei. How do you feel about that? Could could he really blow up in the spot and people are overlooking him? I mean, you can't argue with speed, but I uh, I think that the Panthers are going to have to score some points to keep up with uh, the Falcons in here. I know we've only got, what, a 46-point total here, Falcons by three, but um, I like the Falcons in this matchup, and I think that they're going to score points early, and I think the Panthers are going to be playing from behind. You're right. So that makes that makes them a risk, and then you got to try to trust that passing game which is a big risk well, speed, so, speed kills man I and mean, you can bust one off too it's um also an exploitable atlanta defense here too like you said yeah it'll be interesting if you're if you're feeling risky roll the dice but speed kills and we'll speed on to the next lineup where we've got miami going to buffalo i'm thinking pronouncing those right yeah. and <laughs> we got a we got a, we got a monster spread here oh my god is are people is this does Vegas just think the Bills are going to score all those points or they really think the Dolphins are going to score some of that? Oh, as we got well. a 49 and a half over under, and the Bills are favored by 13 and a half here. So, I mean, Allen obviously in play, Diggs in play. 
they can run up the score early on the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been struggling on defense. I absolutely agree, but the X factor, I have to bring this up, especially when you got my boy, ex-cowboy Byron Jones back and healthy. You've got Xavier Howard back and healthy. These are two of the top cornerbacks in the league. They haven't been playing like it this year. They've been out. Um, I think they came back last week, but they're out the two weeks before that. So they're, this defense was just getting lit up. And now with them back, it really does change things. Um, but with how red hot um, Josh Allen and the Bills have been, it might not matter. But that's the only, if I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit, that's the only thing I got to say about this defense. And the Dolphins need them back big time. I mean, that's the strength of the defense is the secondary here. And like you said, Buffalo has got so many weapons. Diggs, Allen, of course. But then Sanders has come around. Beasley's good out of the slot. Um, and I know Knox is not playing this game, but I mean, even they're getting the tight end involved. Yep. The the one thing that I want to bring up, I could I could see a sneaky Zach Moss game here. Um, or DJ or Devin Singletary. It just depends on who has a hot hand, but it doesn't matter with those cornerbacks. Um, it has turned the opposing offense into a run funnel um, kind of scheme. So I could see one of those running backs doing it, but for the most part, Josh Allen does it. Josh Allen does it on his legs for the most part anyway. So I don't know, just, just something to throw out there. If yep. you want to well, nibble. I think Buffalo's got like a 36 point implied um, this week. And, you know, at 8,200 Josh Allen's price tag is, is, is up there. But again, we're talking dual threat. We're talking super hot offense. One of my favorite quarterback plays this week is Josh Allen. Absolutely. And he's the top priced quarterback for good reason at 81. Um, but you have a lot of safety there. So especially if you're attacking like a cash game lineup and you want that high floor, high ceiling, he's as safe as it gets. Yeah, I, I got to say here, most of the perspective I'm talking through is uh, Rocco's Kitchen here. We're not talking big GPP, you know, <laughs> yeah. cash. It's, it's, uh, it's fishing, fishing season. I like it. And Rocco's Kitchen, just to, to explain it, it's our weekly kind of among our buddies um, DFS league that we like to do. And there's there's a lot of shit to be talking just, when it comes to that. Just giant fish in the pool, too. I love it. Giant, yeah. Blind, giant, dumb fish <laughs> pool of shit. So the Bills defense, pretty fucking tough to score against. Um which obviously makes them one of the best teams in the NFL when they can put up points and you can't put up points against their defense. So you've got Tua, he's got, I mean, obviously Jalen Waddles when getting a ton of volume, but his yards per reception are ridiculously low for a speed guy like that. And when I look at this defense, they have a really good slot cornerback in Taron Johnson. Um, He's, he's a, a top well, he's, I guess he's the number 12 uh, quarterback from a PFF ranking perspective. Uh, man's a slot. That's where Jalen Waddle lives. So it makes me a little nervous about him, about doing something kind of cute. If you're trying to build a lineup where you're doing a, build, a bring back, if you're going heavy on the Bills side and then trying to bring it back to some Dolphins players, makes me want to stay away from that strategy. And Mike Gesicki has a tough matchup as well. Um, really good linebacking core. I know Tre- Tremaine Edmonds. Hasn't been really getting it done this year, but I mean, he's a six foot five uh, freak, fourth year pro, for, former first rounder. And then you got sideline on the sideline real quick. And I think that that helps neutralize a little bit of the speed on Miami's offense. But I really want to touch on the waddle point that you made too. They are just not throwing the ball downfield to him. I remember watching I him for, uh, 
or Bama, man. And I feel like Tua would throw it on the field to Waddle like on a regular basis. I'm not sure why Miami doesn't ever really give him any of those air yards. They are just throwing lateral to him and trying to let him, you know, beat a defender or two, which he does every once in a while. But that just feels like weird usage. Like, I mean, he's just a dynamic receiver um, that I think is proven that he's got some downfield threat ability. It's so weird. And I, I know it's going to happen in one of these games. Um, watching the film on that, it's just going to put some of these opposing defenses to sleep. And then they're just going to start heavily targeting him like 15 yards down the field. And then there's like, shit. I agree. I'm not plan for this. The, uh, just the target volume though alone, it makes Waddle an every, every week option. I agree. And th- I mean, this offense is going to have to pass a shit ton. So he can blow up. He definitely isn't a blow up spot, but it is a tough defense. So yep. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to play conservative on it, but definitely would not, um, you know, hate anyone if they went the waddle route. Yeah. I mean, my overall impression is, you know, bills are going to crush and uh, the run back's tough on Miami side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm staying away from Gesicki in this one. Same. Um, who knows? Maybe, um, maybe they get some other wide receiver help back this week, but it, I don't really think it matters because even like Mac Collins gets it done and uh, Preston Williams and, you know, Parker, if Parker's back in this one, I don't know if it's going to matter. Um, that's, yeah, I think, I think we covered on that one. So let's mm-hmm. go to San Fran going to Soldier Field. Oh, God. I don't know how much time we're going to want to spend on this one. We've got our lowest lowest projected point total of the week, uh, 39 and a half. Yeah. The, the, yeah, it's the gross. The road Niners are four-point favorites. I mean, F- Fields is still getting his, his his legs under him here. He could be a good quarterback down the line, but, man, he's really got to work through these lumps. Yeah, no thanks. And really, all all the only thing I really want to say on this one is Allen Robinson, under 5K, pretty crazy. I don't think he's... Obviously, I don't, it's probably the lowest he's ever, even as a rookie, 4.9. So just just wanted to throw that out there. It's just kind of surprising to see. It doesn't intrigue me at all. Still pretty tough defense and an offense you can't trust. Well, Robinson so, is a guy historically that doesn't need a quarterback to produce. I mean, he's pretty much, you know, quarterback proof. He can he can play with anyone. But this year, with Fields, it feels like the exception. He's just hasn't had that big game yet. I mean, we keep waiting for it, but I'm not sure it's coming. I know, and it would be different if there was volume because, yeah, he needs that volume, but with Fields only throwing it like 20-ish times a game, if that <laughs> it doesn't really work in his favor. The only other uh, thing on the so, side I want to say is, is Herbert, man. He's been a good surprise. At 5,400 this week, the rookie running back um, is in a, kind of an appealing play. He is. He is. Um, thing Williams it, came back last week, but it feels like Herbert still kind of stole the show. Um, it feels like he's their lead back right now, and between him and Fields, they're building for the future. I agree. I, I just think he would have to, with this tough D-line, and you've got you know really good linebacking core, Fred Warner um, working the leading the linebacking core, just makes me kind of nervous for him with an offense that can't really move the chains and stay on the field and will likely be playing from behind. So he's got to get... Um, He's got to get some targets for me to be interested, but he has an intriguing uh, price point. Yeah, I mean, last week I kind of felt like, you know, against the box, he was not going to show up at all. But we're talking 18 carries for 100 <laughs> yards, five catches for 33 yards. Like, they were, they were down the entire game, and he's still producing. And they, they don't have a ton of other options. I mean, it's a good point. He's performed the best out of every uh, running back this year versus the Bucks. So that says something. 
But, but other than that, <laughs> I mean, something. this game is, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not touching it. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll look at the Garoppolo side of the ball really quick. Yep. You've got, uh, what do they call him, Elijah, Elijah Missile. He's been getting it, getting it done. I mean, he had over 100 yards rushing last week, but zero targets, which, I mean, you, you really need that 100-yard uh, point bonus or a touchdown to work with him. And I don't know, you, you can definitely do it against this Bears defense, but I don't know. I, I'm just not going to touch anybody here. I can see a lot of drive stalling in the red zone, kicking a lot of field goals in this game. I agree. And I, I would love Debo Samuel, but the thing I've been kind of following this Jalen Johnson guy and how PFF has been grading him. He's second year pro second rounder. He was killing it like the first few weeks or first three or four weeks. And then he faced like Devonte Adams or Tyree Kell. And then his grade went way down. So I think he's, he's kind of underrated right now. And I think he could really blanket Debo um, I could be way off on that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to stay away from this game completely. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, it's hard to get to anybody. I mean, maybe Herbert, like I said, because of his price tag with a little bit of that volume perceived, but oh man, it doesn't feel good. So like, to this, quote, this a full fed for me. Yeah. To quote Kendrick Lamar, fuck that. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll go Pittsburgh, Ohio, going to Cleveland, Ohio. Making the short trip over. Um, yeah, another defensive battle here. <laughs> that's a Pittsburgh, Ohio joke. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, another... right. that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, another defensive battle. Um, Nick Chubb likely back in this game. So, I don't know if I want to touch that backfield because your boy, Dernest, he, he, he made his. Uh, he looked really good. I mean, he looked really good. The guy is shifty. Yeah, and you and were we're a Dernis Johnson believer last week. We're talking about a uh, run first offense and without uh, there being much competition in that backfield with Chubb and Hunt out last week. Yeah. I mean, he crushed. It's the difference between uh win and a loss and light it up. But um, I don't know if he can repeat like that, <laughs> especially with Chubb back. I mean, these are, these are the stars of that offense, Chubb and Hunt. And if either one of those guys is in, I feel like, you know, it's their, it's their show. I agree. And you've got, all those tight ends they love to involve. And then you got a banged up Beckham and a banged up Land, uh, Jarvis Landry. So not really any targets I want to target there. So fuck that. And then we'll go. <laughs> and Big Ben, Mr. Fall on his ass doing a two yard pass. Ben Roethlisberger. Such a good video. He's getting I can't old. get he, enough of that. He, he kind of needs to hang him up, but I guess we're seeing one last run here. Yeah, he's done. But he, yeah, he, he's gonna be trying to run for his life versus uh, Miles Garrett and uh, Jadavian Clowney uh, rushing attack on the opposite side. It's gonna be really tough for them. You expect a lot of volume to Deontay and Claypool, like they have been, but it's a tough defense. It doesn't so make me. Yeah, it doesn't make me too excited. I don't see it. I don't know if you mentioned the over-under, but I don't see this having a lot of points. Um, yeah, we're looking at 42. Cleveland's by three and a half. Um, yeah, another defensive battle we're looking at here. Uh, interesting play for me, though, is Deontay Johnson on the Steelers' side of the ball. 
Um, mm-hmm. We're talking about a guy who is going to just get peppered by Roethlisberger. I mean, the the secondary is the weakest part of the Browns' defense, and Juju is on IR now. So, I mean, Claypool is always in the mix, more of a big play threat, but I think Johnson is just going to get, again, peppered with targets all day. I agree, and last week he had 13 targets, 9 catches, only got 71 yards. No touchdown, but, I mean, he has a high floor. He has a pretty good price. He's at 67, so not too egregious there. Um, I'm staying away from Najee Harris at 75. Same. He's too too pricey for me uh, in a tough spot. And I think that covers this one. So we'll go to every... This is... This is just such a good matchup, especially anytime you have a chance to talk about the 0-7 Detroit Lions. It's really exciting. Dude, this might be one of my favorite games of the week here. We've got a lot of really interesting pieces. I agree. I am attacking this game quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. We're talking the Um, uh, Eagles and Lions, like you said. 48-point total. Eagles by 3.5 on the road. Why don't you start this one? Because I like how you, you... you came in hot on this, but you, you've got a lot that you like to look at this. So why don't you start start us off and kick well, be, off on the Detroit side of the if ball? We wouldn't, if we wouldn't start here with Jalen Hurts. I mean, we're talking about Fair. maybe the safest play on the entire slate. At 7,200, he is just a steal here against a very lowly Lions defense. Um, it feels like the Eagles um, are getting worse this year. But Jalen Hurts, <laughs> as you know, a dynamic piece of that offense, is playing from behind and really just taking advantage of those garbage stats. I agree. And Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell don't scare me as goal line running backs. So I'd imagine all the touchdowns would funnel through Jalen Hurts, which makes me wonder, how do you want to stack this with some of his passing weapons? Um, You know, Smith feels like he should be a really appealing option every week, but he just has not really, I don't know, been consistent. Um, I I really like Hurts as a naked option this week. Um, You know, I don't hate Goddard, but... um, Again, it's hard to kind of know where Hertz is going to concentrate, and he could do it on the ground. And so, um, you know, I think he's in an absolute smash spot. But as far as pairing him with guys, I'm going to not not be as consistent with that, but kind of be here and there, you know, when, when it works. But I'm not going to make it a priority. I'm with you. I wish I could, if I had more time, I'd pull up a target percentage. Uh, versus routes run because I feel like it's starting to narrow down. Jalen Rager is starting to phase out of this offense. And here comes Quez Watkins. Watkins. Yep. Exactly. The snap percentage is only going up. He's a six foot two, four four speed freak. And thinking about what Cooper Cup did in the slot versus versus Detroit Lions defense last week, that could be really interesting at 4K. Um, now, now that you're saying that with that price tag, man, Watkins paired with Hertz looks pretty good against this, this <sighs> again, horrible Lions defense. I know. And then you got, so I was following Devonta Smith this week too. He missed a practice due to a headache, AKA, I mean, he's what, 20, 22 year old first year pro. The guy was hung over for sure. <laughs> so he was partying. So Quez coming in fresh. I really do like Goddard in this game. Um, his matchup is just so freaking good and no Ertz. So it does it actually does limit the targets for Hertz in an offense that's going to score a lot of points. And well, and we also got Goddard really like... um, playing quite a bit out of the slot as well. Um, kind of you know, on the more of those passing sets, they're not bringing in an extra receiver. They're kind of just splitting Goddard out um, if he's not in blocking. So, um, yeah, Watkins and Goddard are, are good runbacks with Hertz here. But, I mean, again, Hertz, I feel like, is the smash spot play. 
Yeah, I agree. Goddard's at 47, um, which is kind of what, like numbered the 10th price tight end around that range. So it's not, not terrible. And then the real question is, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, you touching any of these guys? No, I'm not. It's it's hard to kind of know who's going to get the run. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, Kenneth Gainwell had eight targets last week, which if I knew he was going to eight, get eight targets again in this game, I'd do it. But with this we're, game we're script. Complete, completely different game script. You're right on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Well, love that. So we're going to look at the Lions. All there is to really say about the Lions versus defense is Swift and Hawkinson. Yep. I mean, Swift has been getting it done every single week. Um, you know, he kind of sits with that cue next to him all week, barely practicing, and then he comes in and just shows up on Sunday, every Sunday. So we're talking a dual threat back here, great out of the backfield, catching the ball. Um, but, you know, it's also kind of that primary for when they're down on the goal line. I agree. And the funnel uh, versus defense, they have terrible linebackers. Definitely favors Swift as their top wide receiver. So he's a very safe play, especially with, uh, you know, full PPR. He's, he has a very high floor. Uh, Hawkinson, he, he showed up on the injury report with a, kind of an ankle and a knee issue. I'm sure he'll be fine, but just something to monitor, I suppose. Um, I do I do kind of like Hawkinson, uh, but he is one of the top. He's the second um, priced, you know, 5,400 second highest price tight end. So what is Swift? He's 71. Yep. And I think that's all there is to say about this offense. I'm right there with you. So here's a big one. We've got a rematch. Second time they're facing each other this year. The Titans going to Indy this time. They were in Tennessee last time, obviously. And we didn't have a blow up smash spot for Teen Heartthrob JTT, but do you think he's going to turn around in this game? I, I think there's a really good shot. Absolutely. I mean, that offense is playing better. Carson Wentz is playing much better, uh, recovering from that double sprained ankle <laughs> earlier in the year. Um, but Titans, man, coming off a really big win against the the Chiefs last week. It's hard hard to predict how this team's going to play, but if they can play like they played last week on defense, especially, I mean, this is a tough team to play with because you've got night train Henry and then you've got AJ Brown coming around. And I mean, they've got, they've got a lot of weapons and they got a lot of scoring potential. So if this defense continues to play well, man, the Titans are, are, are a tough out. I know that's what scares me. This Titans defense, uh, limiting the chiefs offense to what only three points. The first time they three haven't points. scored, haven't scored a touchdown since Mahomes became the starter. So that's, it's pretty freaking serious. Um, and it makes me th- it makes me a little nervous about playing any Colts, but just looking at Pittman playing um, the Titans last time makes it feel pretty safe to me. I mean, he had over ten targets. He didn't have a touchdown, but I just feel like at fifty three hundred, he has such a high floor. And I mean, if he hits a touch, if he gets a touchdown, I mean, he totally hits at that price. And so this is this is pretty gross here, but Carson Wentz fifty seven hundred. I mean, we're talking about a fifty one, <laughs> a fifty point five total game, uh, game total, and uh, Colts are favored by a point. They're going to have to score somehow. So if it's not Taylor, I mean, Wentz is that next guy in line. And for a fifty seven hundred price tag, again, you can really kind of get some other studs in that lineup. Yeah, yeah, that's. An, I mean, I hate, punting, Jonathan- hate, hate punting at quarterback. Hate it, but like this one feels 
like at least I'm going to give it some option. You would definitely have low ownership in that one, my friend, because <laughs> especially people being terrified after what Patrick Mahomes did versus Stephens last week. But I agree at that price. I think it is safe, but love Pittman here. Um, just based on how he performed earlier in the season versus team JTT only had 10 carries for, but he averaged like over six yards a carry. So it depends if they want to feed him a little bit more. Well, here, they're they're getting sure. more involved in the passing game too. I think last year he True. was more of that like first and second down running back. And then they brought in Hines quite a bit when they needed, you know, any sort of relief from the running back in the passing game. But Taylor's been playing quite a bit um, on all three downs. And so, I mean, I think that that only helps Wentz and that whole offense as well. I agree. And only 72. Um, he's not priced where he should be priced Agreed. given his track record recently. I kind of thought he'd fall off a little bit when Nelson went out, but I mean, it kind of just seems like they're getting better. That offensive line continues to gel. Yeah, that's a good point. Is Nelson back now? Uh, I'm not sure. He was out last game, I think. He, he's he's coming back from the short IR stint, either this game or next game, I think. Yeah, they're showing him back in the lineup here. I, I'll have to get an injury update, but oh, yeah, he might be right. back for this game. You're right. I think you're right, which is great news for the offense. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like those calls. Pittman, JTT, and Wentz. And then if we look, King Henry didn't really get it done. It's a tough defense. What did King Henry do last time versus... I'm going to look that up. I do, mean, do you, if Henry gets in the... It gets in the um, in the end zone last week, we're not even questioning anything with his consistency. He's just been the most consistent fantasy running back all year. I mean, it's just, he can just go off every single game. Yep. Yeah. And didn't get a hundred yards last week after a, a big streak there. He got over a hundred yards for some last time around. Didn't get in the end zone. Well, dude, I mean, um, still ten- tw- 29 carries. So like, here's his carries. This right. year times 29, 20, 29, 33, 28, 35. <laughs> They just feed him. Oh, that volume is ridiculous. Um, Yeah, I mean, I do, I do like this defense when I look at Darius Leonard, and I like their line. But it's King Henry. You can't. You can only contain him so much. Well, their cornerbacks. I think the Colts are strong um, with their with their running defense, and so now you know the emergence of AJ Brown. He's back and healthy, and of course, every defense is loading up to stop King Henry. So, um, the I mean, the Colts' corners are pretty brutal. We're talking roads, roads, yeah, definitely open, um, and more <laughs> on the other side. And Sandejo is starting at safety for these Titans. So, I mean, wow. if A.J. Brown has got any one-on-one coverage against any of these guys, even if it's the shell coverage, and he's like, you know, trying to beat Sandejo on the, on the post corner, like, it's, it's going to be wide open all day, I think, especially if Henry gets going early. I agree. Matchup to watch here. 33-year-old Julio versus 31-year-old, 31-year-old Rhodes. God, um, gross. And, and, and the Colts play a lot of zone, and so they, they'll protect Rhodes, you know, deep down the field and stuff. But, man, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of open field if they get that running game going. I agree. So, got to love A.J. Brown here. I think I would stay away from Julio, even though I, I could see him doing um, having a pretty good game here as well. And then, I mean, you just got to pay for all these guys. It's the only thing. So, if you budget around it, should be fine. Yeah, AJ Brown is in full beast mode right now. Sixty nine hundred. I think we're going to continue to see that price tag go up. He just, I mean, he does so much with his targets. He doesn't need too many opportunities. He's, you know, liable to bust one anytime. What's AJ Brown at this week? 
6,900? 6, I like that. Still under seven. Yeah, it's a good I mean, spot gonna, for him. We're, we're going to get to that game coming up here, but you know, we're looking at like Cooper Cup as another expensive option. 9,000. Like it's a huge difference. 9,000 to 6,900. Like you can do a lot with that difference. So, anyways. Oh, anyway, let, let's do, we'll just kind of gloss over Bengals going to the Jets. <laughs> yeah, another another big spread here with a low total. Uh, you can, yeah, and they're playing a, a new quarterback. I don't know anything about this guy, Mike White. <clears throat> drafted in the fifth round, making his first career start. He's a rookie. Good luck. Start the Bengals defense. And on the Bengals side of the ball, I mean, game script, I guess you like Mixon, but he has been kind of banged up. You'd, you'd kind of think they'd want to keep him healthy, get through this game, maybe get more P Ryan. He broke off for a, a big rushing touchdown last week, and Mixon only had 10 rushes. I don't see a huge chase game with game script. So I'm going to gloss over it. Yeah, dude, gross, gross. I mean, we're talking uh, the Bengals are going to score a little bit. They're 10 and a half point favorites on a 42 and a half total. Like, sure, some of the Bengals are going to score, but like, I don't think it's going to be enough for anyone to be appealing here. Yeah, no, thanks. Bengals defense, if you want to spin up for them, I think they're like 37-ish. Then we got, okay, the Rams going to Houston. And Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod, the Tygod, um, he might be back for this game. It might not matter. They don't have Mark Ingram back or Mark Ingram got traded to the saints. So I think David Johnson will be interesting. Um, if it was a softer defense, yeah. might be kind of a sneaky play, but dude, Rams, no four, thanks. Rams, 14 point favorites here and 47 and a half total. I mean, I'm it, <sighs> no one, no one on the Texans is appealing to me in this game. Not even cooks. Like even, you know, if there's a little bit of no. in there, ugh, just nothing. No, this defense is too damn good. So now they're, they're the highest priced defense at 5,100. Not worth spinning them for that. But, you know, they'll be good <laughs> if you do. If you have a defensive strategy you want to build around, which I'd never recommend. And then, yeah, kind of the same thing that we talked about when we looked at the, the Bengals attacking the Jets in the same game script. I keep going against Cup based on off of game script, but the yeah, Lions kept it close. This one feels a little bit different. Up. This one feels a little bit different. The Rams are, are, I don't know, able to just kind of run the score up on people, I feel like, as opposed to, you know, the Bengals are still kind of finding their way on offense. The Rams are, are clicking on all cylinders. Um, Stafford is playing lights out. And, of course, with all those weapons, Cup having his best year, Woods, and all <laughs> the emergence of Van Jefferson as well. I mean, they, they played a lot more three-receiver sets against the Lions and just marched up and down the field on them. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Stafford's not going to have to lean on any one target to get it done in this game, so I'm not going to funnel it to a 9,000 Cooper Cup, but I've been burned before, and I might get burned again going towards Henderson at 65, who's getting the volume, just hasn't broken free, and he has the speed to do so. Dude, I'm going back to the wall with Henderson. I think, uh, again, he's the lead dog, game script all over this one. At 6,500, it feels like Henderson is going to get enough volume to easily pay that price off. I agree. I can't I can't imagine building without him at this point in this in this spot. That's so, how I'm starting a lot of my lineups. <laughs> We're aligned there and we'll go to Patriots. We're going to Inglewood face the Chargers. And the Chargers coming off a of bye week. Um this is interesting. I mean, it's a tough defense, but they haven't been as tough as they have been historically. So I'm kind of trying to talk myself into some of these targets, even though 
I don't really want to. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm trying to talk myself out of picking Chargers this week because we got Eckler in a good spot, Allen in a good spot, Mike Williams in a good spot, but they all have a lot of risk in my eyes. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, the Chargers offense started out so hot, especially Herbert earlier this year. And I feel like they've got a little bit of that left in them, just, you know, getting back to being more consistent. Mike Williams having a huge year. Um, Keenan Allen having a little bit more of a down year, but I mean, he's always got the potential. He can line up everywhere on the field um, to have a big game. Um, Yeah. And then Eckler, of course, uh, always heavily involved in the passing game. We're talking PPR. He's always a, a good option. I agree. <clears throat> at 79, it makes it hard for me to want to go up and get him at the third highest price with some of these other values we've been talking about. <clears throat> and and Mike Williams, let's see, yeah, he's he's second high or no, third highest price, 77. Not terrible for what he's done, but when he disappears, he disappears. Pretty he's low floor, but he's just been a touchdown monster this year. I know. So he could get it done, but you'll have to pay for it. And Alan... Keenan Allen, my boy Kate Kegels doing his Kegels over there, <laughs> keeping it tight um, at 65. I mean, he's in a good spot for sure. So high floor there, but I don't know. I think he would be, I think Allen is the only one I'd actually pay for, but I also like other values around there too. Um, as far as a value so I play, I, I like Allen on that offense this week. Um, tough, to, Like you said, tough to pay up for the rest of the guys for me. I agree. And Patriots attacking the Chargers. Really tough um, secondary. I don't want any of these wide receivers. Henry, I mean, kind of a good matchup. Derwin James is is back and killing it this year. So he'll get some Henry action. And you really just got to attack the Chargers on the ground. Are you going to Damian Harris in this game? I mean, huge game last week. He got all the volume and really kind of stepped up in that lead role. So, I mean, of course, um, you got to take a hard, long look there against uh, a defense that is a little susceptible to the run. Um, but, yeah, I, you mentioned Henry. I think Henry's in a good spot here. He's kind of a middling tight end this week. But Johnny Smith has been uh, working through a shoulder injury, and Henry has scored in four straight games. So uh, he's definitely a guy they're looking to in the red zone. That's a good point. And he, he has a pretty good price. What is he like? 41 this week. The only other guy I want to bring up is mm-hmm. Bolden. Brandon Bolden. I'd say for Monday Steve Stevenson, if he's rolled out, Bolden had seven or wait, how many targets? He had seven targets last week. Game script. I mean, they won 54 to 13. I don't know why he had seven targets. So maybe it's not even worth talking about game script. Um, but seven targets in a game they'll likely be playing from behind. Bolden is only 45. He's intriguing. I'm not sure if I want to roll the dice on it, but it's worth calling it out. If we're talking about uh, GPP plays, he's definitely a guy that I'm interested in for that price tag. And you know, like you said, the potential with the opportunity. But it's hard to tell what's going to happen with that Patriots backfield a lot of times, too. Yep. In a small field with only eight or so other opponents, um, not, not really worth rolling the, tough the roll. dice tough on roll that the dice. Tough roll there. All right, so Jacksonville going to Seattle. Seattle's. We'll do a few speed rounds. I know we're getting kind of close to work. Yeah, let's, for both speed, of us. let's speed right through this one. I don't really see a whole lot in here that I'm uh, really in love with besides James Robinson on the Jaguars side. Um, I just, yep. I just think just total volume and that Seattle run defense has just been atrocious. Like everyone's been lighting them up. So um, 
I mean, I know they've got Wagner in the middle. He's always solid, but the rest of that, that run defense is really struggling this year. They're just getting pushed off the ball. So, you know, if Robinson gets a huge workload, which I'm sure they'll lean on him with their rookie quarterback, Lawrence still kind of figuring his, his stuff out. Um, I like Robinson in this game a lot. I agree. And punt play, I'd say Agnew. He's under 4,000. He's He's gotten like six or seven targets the last two games. He has the speed to get it done. So if you need a value, I like it. Um, there's not a lot that I want to pay up for this week, though. So I'm staying away from values. But Geno Smith, you know, 5,300. He does get it done on the ground. This defense is not that great. And I kind of like the correlation with him and Metcalf, as he showed when Russell went down in that first game. He proved that he could throw to Metcalf in the end zone. And it was a rain game last week, and Metcalf broke one off and then wasn't involved afterwards. But I, I do like Metcalf at his price, under, I think he's 68, and Geno's at 53. I'm intrigued by it, even though it's gross. Oh, but yeah. Geno, Geno's just hard for me to get behind, man. I mean, Metcalf is a beast out there. I think literally just watch the game back. Like, how do they not continue to just throw it up to him downfield? He just, like, jumps over guys. He just mosses them. Um, you got you got to feed this guy, especially with with – you know, Russell being out, you just got to continue to try to get Metcalf the ball and let him try to do his thing. Uh, I agree. I love Metcalf. But I just, week. I just can't count on Gino to get that done though. You know, I know. And yeah, and they might try to disguise him more and run with the, those terrible running backs a few more times this week. But I'm, I feel like I don't really want to touch on Washington football team and Broncos game too much. There's just too many variables on both sides of the ball. The defense on the Washington football side of the team, are they great? Are they bad? I don't know. No, I think I, I think they got a lot of talent. They're definitely underachieving the Washington football team defense, but um, they match up really well with the Broncos when what they're trying to do. So, yep. um, you know, Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves could have a big game and blow this one out of the water, but I, uh, I think it's going to be pretty close. I think we're going to hit the under on this 44-point total, which sounds really bad, but, like, again, I think we're going to have kind of a, a boring game here. Yeah, and Judy might be back and get involved. And um, yeah, Teddy's going to be running for his life with uh, with uh, Sweat and uh, Chase Young chasing him down. Well, a horrible, so, horrible offensive line in Denver here. They are really struggling. Just, I mean, yeah. I agree. I agree. And then, I mean, McLaurin got banged up. I always love starting Lauren. He just, he's always underpriced. Um, but he's a little bit banged up this week. And in a low scoring game, no thank you. Uh, last game of the slate. We made it. We've got a revenge game. Jameis Winston. Dude, this, this one, this one could be exciting. It really could. It could. It could. I mean, we got the Bucks the at the Saints, 50 point total Bucks on yep. road favorites, five, five point favorites. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely interesting. And you've got, um, you know, Winston, I don't know. It's a tough defense, but they've, They've been able to kind of let up, let, let the opposing offenses score quite a bit on them recently. So it makes it makes it for a few intriguing dice rolls on the Saints side of the ball. Um, God, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm I'm uh, confident enough to roll with any of these Saints, though. Oh, man, I think Kamara could be in a really big spot here. He's he uh, a little bit pricey at 8,700, but I think that that is undervalued. I think that they are focusing on him on the offense uh, last game they really got him involved in the passing game we're talking mm-hmm. 10 catches 128 yards and he got in the end zone just in the passing game 
I know. You see, he got another 20 carries on top of that. He only did 51 yards with that, but they are just feeding Kamara at this point. And we know that some of these backs against this pass funnel Bucks defense have really racked up the catches. And so in PPR, Kamara with that price tag to me feels like a, a really good play this week. It's about time because that was the the one thing this whole season. People have been wondering, are they going to involve him in the pass game? And they finally did it um, last week and, and the week before that, eight targets, 11 targets. So got to like that matchup. And we'll wrap it up quick on the other side of the ball um, with Tom Brady. I don't think AB is going to be back for this one, which makes me love Chris Godwin. Especially yes. if uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore is going to be all over Mike Evans. Yep. Godwin going feast, and he is cheap. Love Godwin. $6,400 this week, and like you said, Evans draws Lattimore probably. Uh, Godwin should just kind of crush Gardner Johnson in the slot. Um, Gardner Johnson's a guy who's very athletic, but I think you know with Godwin's route running ability and you know Brady just carving up that um, they don't really stand a chance to guard Godwin this week. I love it. So if I had to pick a top five guys that I like just to wrap things up, I'm going to go... Henderson, Metcalf, Godwin, um, Pittman, and I'm trying to, and Robinson. All right, we have one. We have one of the same here. I uh, I love your list. Whoa, we, we we talked about why those guys are all important. But number five, I got James Robinson coming in at 6600. We talked about just the volume that he represents and just how bad that Saints defense has been against running backs. It's just Robinson's turn. Um, AJ Brown, again, I'm a little biased, but man, I just love where he's coming around to. And at 6,900, I think he's a little bit underpriced for the big playability that he represents in a pretty high scoring game. And then Pitts comes in at number three at 6,300. He's a high, higher price this week, but I think he's getting involved Kyle. in the offense. And uh, yep. we're talking about a pretty thin week for tight ends. And so this might be the week to pay up and still get some good value. And then I like uh, that breakdown. Number two is Kamara, 8,700. We talked about why I think that it's just a volume spot here against that Bucks defense that's going to pass funnel. If the Saints are playing from behind, Kamara could really rack up some garbage points. And then number one, top value this week is Jalen Hurts. I think that uh, that game might be a little bit closer than people expect with the Eagles going into the Lions, but the Lions on defense are horrible. And Hurts has just been shown to have like a massive floor. I think 21 points is his lowest this year. So, um, you know, he's also got the potential to go 40 plus. So I'm all over Hertz this week. I'm with you there. I couldn't agree more with that breakdown. Very well said, Zen Master. Dude, it's been fun. Zensei. Yes, Zensei. Thanks for joining. We'll have to do more of this. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, we'll have to wrap it up as well because we both got to work. So good four luck, everybody. <laughs> yeah, four minutes fast. Don't say that. <laughs> All right. Good luck, everybody. Make All that right. sweet chat a good cheese, and and maybe tune in next time. You'll be able to hear some more Zen. Zen good luck say. in Rocco's kitchen, everybody. Yeah, or not. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>